What are you doing? Oh, uh, uh, take it hold. I'm I'm getting ready to go to Bible. Uh, I'm going to Seattle, uh, doing doing like uh, outreach with this. Well, yeah. Well, well. Hey, I've actually I've been I've been like to a Bible school for for two days. And here, no, no, no. I've got some stuff to add to it. Um, I'm I'm kind of a little bit I'm kind of a little bit nervous about going over there and. So I've been I've learning about some identity, well, I'd be you know, like who I am in Christ, Which my is? identity. Well, that's not all. I got some more to add to it. Daily salvation, daily salvation. You know, salvation, daily salvation. What, what do you what do you think? Think it'll be okay? Um, no, 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 no. I got some more. Listen, uh, we've been we've been learning about fruitfulness. And like if you're in Christ and you're, you're a Christian, that's the neat thing to do. You know, you got you, you have fruit. You know, fruit. And they, fruit. See? So we like got to... Can you eat? No, 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 no. It's, just, it's like, uh, you know, something spiritual. Oh. Yeah, you know. So, I'm so wait, hey. Mm, wait, you, you, you think it's okay? You don't get it? This is... This? Will work? This is not going to work. <laughs> Why not? Because it's dead, it's not connected. Ah, Anything. you're a wise man. Okay, okay. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, so starting out this session, my passion for souls, there's only one way to have passion for souls, the organic intimate connection with Jesus Christ. He is enough and adequate for my passion for souls. How can I allow Christ to take away my fears in outreach and give me a true passion for souls? Well, the goal of this lesson is to highlight that my passion for souls is a byproduct of abiding in Christ. I want you to all together quote St. John chapter 15, verse 5 on your handouts. Together. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, Thank you. And so the, the definition of passion, like my passion for souls, uh, sounds um, like something that, yeah, we sure want. Listen to this definition. Eager, zealous, barely controllable emotion. Is that, is that the way you're going to Seattle? Eager, zealous. Burning. In the Bible, we have these words like fervent, hot, just fresh out of the fire. Just imagine if you could let one of those fellows out of hell. Uh, in hell, he lifted up his eyes in, in, in torments. Lord, it's the sermon that's never been preached from him. He says, Go back, tell my brothers. Tell my brothers, too late. So that's the story we're telling today. 
oftentimes we think, well, I'm unprepared, and I just kind of try to prop myself up with some few things like this. And, uh, you know, that's sometimes when I have gone out to outreach out of just duty, that's kind of the way I feel. I got the right words, I got the right idea, but it's, uh, it's pretty shaky. Okay, so connected to the vine. So I've got these headings on your, out on your page. My passion, well first of all, by abiding, Christ takes my fears and gives me passion as a byproduct and not performance. There's a big difference in something that's a performance and something that's a byproduct. One is organic, uh, one is intrinsic, one is extrinsic. What I'm trying to do, my add-ons that Pastor Chris said wouldn't work. But if it is truly, indeed, um, organic, if we start out here with my identity, uh, my daily salvation, and now my passion for souls. My passion for souls is born out of abiding in Christ's sufficiency. Christ can take away my fear and give me that passion. I just imagine what, what a... Someone talked today about dreaming. Imagine just dreaming with the Lord about filling me with passion for souls coming out of his vine and his life. So what are some doubts and fears that, that we may have about, out, about when it comes to passion for souls and outreach? What are some doubts and fears that may come up? What they'll think of us. What they'll think of us. Over here. Misunderstood. Okay, misunderstood. Failure. Okay. So, many, yeah, yeah, I see a hand back there. I want to be. What if I don't say anything? What if I don't say anything? Maybe it's that. Oh, Yeah. So lots of things can come up, fears, uh, doubts, and so forth. So we'd just like to try to just address a few of them, just have a few minutes to go here. And uh, first of all, uh, by abiding. Secondly, by following. I want this first row in unison. Read that passage from Matthew 4.19, please. Question, what is the focus? Following. 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 And what is the promise? Fishers of men. If I follow, he will make me a fisher of men. So shall we focus on following or focus on fishing? Following. Following. Because if we follow... We fish. So someone who doesn't fish or doesn't like to fish, uh, I'm glad this isn't true in the real world. <laughs> someone who doesn't like to fish, what well, may be the obvious question we would ask ourselves? Oh, Alfred, oh boy, I don't, I don't like this. What would an obvious question I should ask myself if I'm really just, um, I don't want to do any outreach? What would I ask? What's your focus? Good question. Am I following? Good. Very good. Don't miss that. The call 
is to follow. My passion for souls is born out of Christ's efficiency by following as I follow. My passion for souls is born out of Christ's efficiency, which in turn gives me the intrinsic desire to be able to choose to obey. Could, uh, I think we need to... No, it's okay. It's, it's, I see why it's that way. Um, so let's look at this. By obeying. Matthew 28 and 18 through 20. Uh, someone please read that. Matthew 18, 28 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. So let's talk about this. What kind of fear would we have in light of all these passages? When Jesus says, all power is given unto me. And he has all authority. In where? All nations. No. In heaven and in earth. I mean, there's people that have power over different dominions, but there's only one that has power over heaven and over earth. I'm thinking about my passion for souls, how it could be born out of just obeying. Okay, so I'm connected to the vine, I'm alive in Christ, and so then naturally I flow out of that organically by obeying Him who has all power. Now, we're talking to our fears and our doubts, all right? And he tells us to go to all nations. And so that's uh, pretty well unlimited, right? That's all peoples. So that means when you see a person, regardless of their race, their color, their, their ethnicity, uh, the path is already set before us, all nations. And to teach them all things, Okay, so there's no thing in the Bible that uh, should be off-limit to be taught. And the promise is that if, if you have this, the promise is that He will be with us always. He will never leave us. He'll be with us. So when we are uh, doing outreach, when we're sharing the gospel... When we are obeying the call of God, uh, we have this promise. My fears in light of this passage. What are my fears in light of this passage? Who can say? Hello? I'm glad it was silent in here. Here's another one. My passion for souls is born out of Christ's efficiency and I have by a proper motivation. And so if I were to ask you, uh, as someone that, that is going to, uh, you have a passion for Christ and a passion for souls and you want to, you're going to share with souls, would you be more um, 
carrot-motivated or would you be more goad-motivated? So I think you probably know the difference. You know, when I was in, in school, they had a story about the donkey that nobody could move, and uh, they finally, the farmer finally put it, he'd been goading him, you know, like this, and he finally put a carrot in front of him, and then the donkey moved. So when it comes to my passion for souls, uh, this is kind of revealing. What, what is your motivation? Uh, what is your motivation for sharing? Is it goad-motivated or carrot-motivated? And so... I'm going to suggest that uh, over the years I've talked to students and, and workers in the field that people that are saying, well, I'm just doing this because it's my duty to do. That's a goad. Ooh. Well, I'm doing it because Jesus said to do it. And I'm obeying Jesus. Oh, that can be a goad. Here's another goad. Oh, I don't want souls to go to hell. Goad. All right? And you just, what could be some more goads? that people get tired of eventually. You think of any more goads? I mean, they're not, these aren't bad things, but some people say, well, I'm going to go just because I want the natives to have a better lifestyle, or I want this guy to have a better situation in life. And those are all good things, but here's the thing about it. Let me be plain and quick. These things people tend to wear out on. Okay, they didn't respond. Okay, he doesn't get it. Okay, they don't appreciate it. Uh, I get tired and I go home, leave the mission field. Or I'm not going back to Seattle. Those are goads. And a carrot is, is more like this. Uh, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. A carrot is you abide in the vine you will be a branch that is fruitful. And do you think that it would be too much to suggest that what is inside of a fruit? A seed. A seed. I heard the word today, uh, multiplication. Now that is carrot. That is, uh, that's kind of, carrot's kind of a lame example for the Holy Spirit. But I think you get it. The goat wears people out. The goat, oh, I'm tired of that. I've tried that. It doesn't work. They won't listen. They won't hear me. Uh, those are goats. Okay. I think you get the point. We don't do what we do just out of duty. Jesus says, you did not choose me. I have chosen you that you should go and bring forth fruit, fruit, multiplication, seed within it. It's intrinsic. It is organic. It is alive. It multiplies. Proper motivation. Here's another one. My passion for souls is born out of Christ's efficiency going out the door. Uh, when I was in high school, I tried to calculate how old I was. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I had a driver's license, I do know that, and there was a rich man in our town, and he had more cars and more motorcycles than he had a garage for, and one winter he said, hey, would you have room, he said, I have a brand new Corvette, and he said, would you just have room to store it in your barn? Ooh, that thing about take your breath walking past it. And he says, you know, I know there's several of you boys here. He says, if you boys want to drive this Corvette, he said, anytime you want it, it's yours to drive. He says, there's just one thing. It's not insured. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know how, I've, I don't know I've ever told this story in my whole life. I don't know how many nights I, I went all over the world in that Corvette. I cruised up and down town. I waved at my high school friends. But I never got out the door. Stayed in the barn. You suppose it's that way in our Christian experience? Oh, Lord, I'm going to go. I'm all charged up. I'm all fired up. I'm on fire. I've got passion. I'm going to Seattle. I'm... But deep inside, when the real life comes, I got all this inside. This thing is shiny. This thing is powerful. This is more than I dreamed of. It never goes out the door. I noticed working in China one time, day after day, with a group of students like you, never left the compound. The weeping would start about 5 o'clock in the morning. I seen toilet paper down between the boys and girls, just weeping and weeping and weeping. Because when they left that room, they were headed to the mission field. Someone will never be back. And when those students did skits at break time, I asked the coordinator, I said, what are their skits about? It's all about sharing the gospel. All about sharing the gospel. Going out the door. It's easy to have a, a whole catalog of morals and behaviors and codes and beliefs and doctrines, and they're all good. It's easy to call us to the high standard and the high road. But if the message doesn't go out the door... It's not worth dying for. And if it's not worth dying for, it's not worth living for. Because it didn't go out the door. Out the door. Oftentimes by experience. Uh, experience, of course, uh, strengthens our muscles. Right in front of you is this little flipper flapper. I'm just going to give you this, and we're going to look at a video and bring this meeting to a close. You got this little flipper flapper, and it's just a little handy thing that uh, I, it works in every language. So you hold the thing up, it, it folds like this, and uh, you can put it in your tool bag, you have it with you wherever you go. I'm just going to show you how to use it real quick. Get it folded up so it can flip back and forth, all right? Some of you may have already been used to this. Okay, a little trick. You know, uh, I think I did this at Congregation Home a while back. I never said a word. And when I first saw this thing, it was in the uh, country of Burma, Myanmar, and a woman took about 20 minutes and she went through this thing at a church service one morning, and I never knew a word she said, but when she sat down, I knew everything she said. That's how impacting this little tool is. So you, uh, you take it like this, and you know, you, you can start talking about Everybody's got some hope. You know, stir up hope. You know, would you like something good? Would you like people when they die? They talk about something that's heavenly. Oh, yeah, everybody like to have their best life sometime, either, both here and now usually. But anyway, uh, then you turn it like this, and you show them there's a, you cannot do that because you have a black heart. 
and there's sin. He explains sin. Sin must be explained. The law must be held up. People must need to know that they're sinners, okay, or it won't work. And that's a surprise to people. Nobody, people think they've lived a pretty good life. Okay, so that could take a long time. Then you flip the thing over and say, the good news is you can't pay for your sins, but God sent his only son into the world to pay for your sin. Uh, he took that stuff of Adam and he deleted it, and he gave you everything in the last Adam, which is Jesus Christ. And if you believe that, then you can have a clean heart, a fresh heart, a new heart, and then, of course, the ultimate is you're back to where you started. You can be with Christ, and so can others. Just a little tool with you to go with you. Okay, I have a little video, and it's called My Passion Becomes the Reward of Christ's Suffering. My Passion Becoming the Reward of Christ's Suffering. Just a two-minute video, so you have to listen quick and see if this is your heart. Two young Moravians heard of an island in the West Indies where an atheist British owner had 2,000 to 3,000 slaves. And the owner had said, no preacher, no clergyman will ever stay on this island. If he's shipwrecked, we'll keep him in a separate house until he has to leave. But he's never going to talk to any of us about God. I'm through with all that nonsense. 3,000 slaves from the jungles of Africa bought to an island in the, Medi in the Atlantic and there to live and die without hearing of Christ. Two young Moravians heard about it. They sold themselves to the British planter and used the money they received from the sale for he paid no more than he would for any slave to pay their passage out to his island for he wouldn't even transport them. And as the ship left the river at Hamburg, left its pier in the river at Hamburg and was going out into the North Sea carried with the tide, the Moravians had come from Hernhut to see these two lads off in the early 20s, never to return again, for this wasn't a four-year term. They'd sold themselves into lifetime slavery, simply that as slaves they could be as Christians, where these others were. The families were there weeping, for they knew they'd never see them again. And they wondered why they were going and questioned the wisdom of it. And as the gap widened and the houses had been cast off and were being curled up there on the pier, and the young boys saw the widening gap, one lad with his arm linked through the arm of his fellow raised his hand and shouted across the gap the last words that were heard from them. There were these. May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. And this became the core of Moravian mission. And this is the only reason for being that the lamb that was slain may receive the reward of his suffering. 